badly is the supply chain crisis hitting business aviation, and what can be done to ease its effects? From the National Business Aviation Association, this is Flight Plan. I'm Rob Finfrock with your trusted source for business aviation news. We've all seen the images by now, seemingly endless lines of container ships stacked up off major U.S. ports, and those working in business aviation know firsthand how we're seeing shortages of critical parts, at the very same time operators are also experiencing a strong uptick in demand. But how badly are these shortages affecting our industry, and when can we expect the situation to improve? We've seen these kind of perturbations in the past uh, when it comes to times when our industry slows down or speeds back up again. They do work themselves out over time. It tends to be some pain and some resources that have to go into rectifying things. But overall, when the uh, the cadence is found again, we found that sweet spot, the rebalancing of, of supply and demand. Jens Hennig is Vice President of Operations at the General Aviation Manufacturers Association, GAMA. Jens, what are you hearing from your member OEMs about the current state of the supply chain? Supply chain is obviously tied to the fantastic demand that we're seeing here materializing as well as two sides to the same coin. And demand, the good news story there is that operations are at near record levels in the U.S., Europe is recovering and aircraft OEM deliveries are rebounding. So deliveries against orders being placed by customers close to two times what we're churning out. So overall, a great story there. The strong demand for our segment of aircraft, we always need to look at that in the context of broader aerospace. We are an important side of the market, but about a fifth of uh, civil and defense, if you put it back together again. Defense never slowed down. Obviously, our colleagues in civil air transport, they went through a rougher patch here over the past year than we have. But bringing all that together, the demand being placed on the entire supply chain, because we do have a joint supply chain across uh, business and general aviation over to civil air transport and defense, it is not only rather solid, but in many cases increasing. So in short, demand is good. And then what happens into the supply chain? And as a supplier, you're looking for the aircraft OEM to place an order for a part or a set of parts, sign that contract. And as an OEM, you take that step only when uh, aircraft operators are buying either aircraft or parts. So the flow contract, I mean, it, it will all translate back into purchases and investments made to just get us back into normal operations. So what factors contribute to this situation? Is this primarily an issue of production lead times catching up to the level of demand, or are there other elements at work? There are some targeted ones. We run into the one-off parts holding up production lines. The first one that was flagged for us was uh, right in the midst of everybody trying to figure out the shock of the system that happened last March and April back in 2020 when the pandemic started. There were parts of the world, including the U.S., where I think we were all trying to figure out how to work in this new normal tragic set of circumstances we're in, and how do I ensure that I can, if I had to pause the production, bring it back on again? It's, it's not a flip of the switch kind of exercise. So the simple shock to the system and recovering from that, that, that was the first part of getting us back. Are there still some challenges? Yes, there are specific bottlenecks that appear. Our OEMs are working their way through it with their supply chain to rectify them as quickly and safely as possible. But in many cases, there are specialty parts throughout our entire industry uh, where there are one or two suppliers. You have a longstanding contract. And if you're forced to swap suppliers, something that nobody always wants to do, these are long-term strategic relationships. 
uh, you have to, in many cases, you know, take steps to recertify the production line for that specific system, having that part approved. So it's not an overnight kind of change that can be done in cases where there is a bottleneck appearing at one or other place throughout the market. We'll have more in just a moment. But first, a message from NBAA. NBAA Flight Plan listeners, the latest digital edition of your magazine is ready. Just visit nbaa.org insider and all the latest intel will be in your hands. We're back now with our conversation with Gamma's Jens Hennig about the supply chain crisis and how it's impacting business aviation. I'd now like to also welcome to the discussion Mike Minchow, Chief Operating Officer for Duncan Aviation. And Mike, how have shortages and logistical issues affected your company's ability to maintain and upgrade customer aircraft? Supply chain issues have hit almost all of our production areas, whether it's the airframe department, engine, paint, avionics bench, seems like every department has had their own challenges that they've needed to work through. In addition to that, we also have challenges just in running the facilities with our facilities team. So shortages we're seeing in paper products such as copy paper, paper towels, printer paper, things like that. On the MRO side, Mike, what components seem to be most critical right now? You know, any petroleum-based product, we're seeing shortages in tires for the aircraft, hoses, plastic that we use to drape the aircraft during our paint process. So again, any of those petroleum-based products that affect a lot of our different departments, we're seeing shortages there. Just an overall lack of small components and, and materials to make the end product. But like I mentioned earlier, we're just seeing that impact really affect a lot of different departments. Now, again, we're working our way through that. Uh, We're working with our vendors. But again, it just seems like you solve one challenge over here and then you're impacted in another department elsewhere. Are you seeing similar effects on the logistical side with shipped parts reaching your facilities? Yeah, very much. We source carpet from some suppliers overseas. So we've had challenges in getting carpet that potentially was held up in container ships that were uh, docked offshore. Uh, We've had to resort to relying more on some of our domestic carpet suppliers for the uh, aircraft interiors. So again, challenges with shipping delays. The shipping industry, trucking industry has faced uh, shortages there, whether it's manpower shortages, shortages with chassis for the trucks once the containers are offloaded. And so we're seeing challenges there as well. And you bring up another good point, Mike. We've heard a lot about shortages in the supply chain as it applies to parts sourced from out of the country. Are similar effects hitting your domestic suppliers as well? We are because... What happens a lot of times is even though they may be a domestic supplier, they may rely on a part that is sourced from overseas as well. So just because it's domestic doesn't isolate them with some of the challenges we're seeing worldwide across all enterprises, all industries with some of these supply chain issues. Jens, what are you hearing from OEMs about shipping issues from overseas and domestically? The logistics network for aerospace is to a great extent the same one that uh, the rest of the economy relies on. So what you're reading about and hearing about in the press today, we're seeing nothing different for us. In some cases, smaller airplanes, they, they don't get flown to their destination. They get placed in a container, put on a container ship and moved around the world. Again, that's a completed airplane. And if there are slowdowns there, that does materialize as well. Uh, When it comes to the parts and the components, as has been pointed out over the past few weeks of earnings calls, uh, I thought one of those profound statements, an aircraft is, is in many cases thousands of parts put together, and I cannot deliver that aircraft if only 99% of those parts are actually available for me to produce it. I, I kind of need 100% of them for the aircraft to be delivered to the customer. It is that specific case 
part be made. We talked about the supply side, make sure it gets to the aircraft manufacturer. The mantra of any form of manufacturing over the past 30 to 40 plus years is, is in many cases just in time, balancing it out properly, understanding what your critical parts are within that supply chain. And now with the logistics component playing into that as well, it, it, it is that new curveball that uh, I don't think was expected, but it needs to be managed through. So how do we navigate these shortages to keep general aviation and business aviation flying? One of the things that we did early on, and this goes beyond just talking to the suppliers and, and engaging them actively, you know, understanding their unique challenges. Uh, these are companies, the OEMs, the first-tier suppliers, and, and all through the system. We don't want to change those relationships because they are partners in making an aircraft in many cases over decades and then supporting it on the back end of that. So the steps that were taken was to ensure the health of these companies, even if production may have slowed down or hit bumps in the road. In the end, it came down to the liquidity that we saw in the broader economy, and that was managed to programs like PPP here in the United States and similar efforts in Europe and elsewhere. What we ended up working with over the past year is specifically an aviation manufacturing jobs protection program that is currently administered by the U.S. Department of Transportation. Quite a bit of interest late last year going into this one to just ensure that we retain the health of the entire supply chain. So $3 billion was set aside for the program, and that has helped the companies that may have run into short-term issues, with, and they all wanted to retain the goal of keeping their employees in place and keeping the company healthy, have been able to leverage that program as part of just sustaining themselves through unprecedented times. So that has been helpful. Europe did a similar effort to take a look at that. Some specific countries beyond just uh, simply looking at workforce retention, uh, there's a program out of France that enabled, uh, if I remember right, about 15 billion euros for a similar effort. More focus on the airline side, uh, but also enabled for the supply chain there to just, you know, how do we weather this time jointly? Mike, how are you working through this time? You know, things definitely are improving. We're starting to uh, see some movement forward, but we do anticipate we're going to have some issues and challenges well into 2022. Again, there's pockets that are improving, but um, I can speak to a specific example. Just yesterday, we found a corroded coupling on a landing gear, and the vendor told us it would be uh, December of next year before they would have a new part available. So again, what that presents us as a challenge and we're working with them to come up with an alternative solution, uh, whether it's an engineering repair to repair the existing components so that we don't have to replace it with a brand new component. Just to make sure I heard you correctly, Mike, you said the vendor wouldn't have that part ready until December of 2022? Yes, December of 2022, unfortunately. Well, that poses some challenges, but as you mentioned, you are working hard to find workarounds. We're working with the OEMs as we've worked collaboratively with them through these challenges. Uh, we're in constant communication with them on weekly phone calls. Really, we're getting down to specific part number levels and part component levels to identify, you know, solutions that we can come up with there. In working with the OEMs, you know, some of that onus comes back on us and we're trying to do a better job of forecasting, which then we bring the customer into that and encouraging our customers to schedule further and further in advance, not only to secure the manpower, secure 
the labor capacity in our in hangar spot, but also so that we can get some of these long lean time parts on order so that the overall maintenance inspection or the schedule isn't disrupted by some of these supply chain issues. So some of that pre-planning, we're doing more and more of that just to control what we can control and try to get ahead of this as best we can. How have customers reacted to those efforts to plan and forecast their needs down the line? Well received by all of our customers. Again, as we've seen business aviation travel rebound to pre-pandemic levels. In fact, a lot of companies, including Charter, are above 2019 levels. And so they need the aircraft. They're very, very busy. Flying activity is at an extreme high. And so they appreciate just the heads up to say, hey, let's get this scheduled, let's pre-plan so that it doesn't affect their operation and they can continue to fly the aircraft and use it as an asset. We recognize that this is a collaborative effort and we're here to support the uh, operators of these aircraft and help them plan for their events, make sure that they get in and out as quickly as they can so that they can get the aircraft back flying and use it as an asset for them. Jens, you mentioned a bit about the support our industry received from the DOT and Congress throughout the pandemic. Could we see additional action on Capitol Hill regarding the supply chain issues? Well, one thing that just may be, be worth being aware of is that the, the, the supply chain topic, when it's made its way into the, the conversation about aerospace specifically, it does tend to uh, draw the attention of the U.S. Congress. I discussed the, the positive things that they've done for us in, in the DOT program and helping us sustain the existing one, assistance supply chain and, and the workforce in that place. But there is more attention placed on critical parts. So if you look at interest from the U.S. Congress, it's even a, a specific study that's been tasked to the DOT OIG to take a look at what are the critical parts within the aerospace industry. What do we rely on and where do those parts come from? And do we have sufficient visibility to look at that? So. The study looking into that was kicked off this summer. I think it will be a good opportunity as we look at the challenges coming up here in the next decade. It falls more in the strategic set of issues that that the aerospace supply chain is going to face beyond dealing with the shock to the system that occurred in March and April of last year and the items that we work our way through here tied to the pandemic specifically. A feature article in the November-December 2021 issue of NBAA's Business Aviation Insider member publication further examines methods for overcoming supply chain shortages. You can find that article at nbaa.org slash supply chain. And that's the latest from the National Business Aviation Association. Remember, you can subscribe to all Flight Plan episodes at Apple Podcasts in the App Store. Wherever you find your favorite podcasts, including by asking Alexa or another connected device, or download them from nbaa.org. I'm Rob Finfrock. Thanks for listening, and join us next time for a new episode of Flight Plan. Flight Plan.